0: going on everyone back again for a new one um i'm gonna be trying something a little different tonight uh so this might this might get a little long uh it might sound a little different i'm trying to kind of a different setup seeing how that goes i can tell right now that my mic level is kind of low i'm going to boost it a little bit Check. Alright, I'm checking right now. Sorry, I should have did, done this already, but uh, I'm kind of doing this on the fly. So, um, hold on noises. God damn it. Alright. Jesus Christ, man. Alright. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that first track right there. Um, damn, that's quite a bit of a vocal boost. Sorry, everyone who's listening. Um, but yeah, that first track anyway, uh, it's a band. They are called, uh, star call star caller, uh, with a song, final rest. Um, that band's actually from, uh, so as I mean, uh, this episode is not entirely, uh, local based. I'm kind of, uh, reaching out to, uh, you know, different communities and, um, I'm just going to. You know try to keep it as you know underground I guess as uh possible so i I reached out to uh some communities on reddit um these people hit me up and you're gonna be hearing them so uh you know more exposure uh in different states and everything and you no know, that's that's the way that I guess uh it should be though um you know, share your music uh share it with people who can share it even more. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, Starcaller, uh, that band is from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Actually, um, kind of, I don't know, crazy, <laughs> crazy to think about. Uh, I don't know when you think of Alabama, I don't think you really think of uh, like black metal. Um, different, you know. But I absolutely. Dig that, Ben. Uh, that song, "Final Rest," is off uh, their album "Perdition," and it actually came out earlier this year in March. Um, I'm gonna have to dive more into them later on. That song uh, really caught my attention, and you know, I do wanna kind of uh, keep following them and uh, you know see what happens. Because for one, that I guess particular um subgenre I guess of black metal has definitely been something I've been uh digging into and and trying to for- find more bands like that um almost I don't know I guess that depressive suicidal type black metal as well uh you know kind of like ghost bath and and all that kind of stuff um. But yeah, again, uh, Starcaller with Final Rest off the album Perdition. Check them out. Uh, you can find them on Bandcamp, Starcaller.bandcamp.com. But anyway, I've had a pretty interesting uh, few days um, at work. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been going good. You know, it's starting to get starting to get busier people are uh you know finally realizing that we're there and uh we have a lot more products to choose from um compared to the uh the smoke shop that was there um am kind of hard to beat that other smoke shop too though because they i guess they were there for like 20 years or so or just about 20 years now uh, they had um they're like almost like a staple in that community and you know, kind of rebuilding everything from the ground up. But every customer that has come in uh, has seemed really happy and appreciative that, you know, we kind of took over their spot and, you know, I guess gave it a little facelift and you know, we remodeled and everything. And we also carry a bunch of uh product that they didn't carry and our prices are better. And, you know, that's, To a lot of people, that's what matters the most, you know, if they can actually go in and spend their money, then they will. Um, Only complaints I have. So a couple nights ago, um, it happened overnight. uh, On the morning, I pull up to work. As soon as I pull up, I see bright neon green writing on the front door. And... At first, I was kind of pissed off, you know, I was kind of felt like I was being targeted or something. i will probably sound stupid, but, um, it's my anxiety talking, but <laughs> so I, and I do have really good security, uh, cameras in my building as well. And, uh, I was able to go back and, you know, find the guy and see the guy in action doing it, um totally unaware that he's being recorded which is stupid because if those cameras do pick up any movement there is a bright white light that pops on um i don't see how you don't notice that especially in the dark uh it was right before midnight so it's not like there was a ton of light pollution and you know it wasn't noticeable it definitely is not it's it's fucking these camera lights are blinding in the day that's how bright they are but um So, you know, I do the normal responsible thing. I contact the local PD, uh, file my report, and they say they'll get back to me in 7 to 10 days if they decide to uh, look into this any further. So it's not even a guaranteed type of thing. (laughs) Um, You know, I was lucky, and why I'm laughing about it now is that dude used, like, paint or chalk paint or whatever it's called. Um, kind of like the same stuff that you would use to write on a car's window. You know, if you're like um, advertising something or, you know, writing a message like just married or, you know, a lot of soccer moms use it to support their kids' teams and everything. Uh, so it came off with, you know, a little bit of Windex and the um, paper towel. So, you know, not a lot of damage. And, uh, you know, cops are probably not going to pick it up and do anything about it. But I do have the dude's face, um... So if I do see him walk into the shop... I'm like, yo, uh... You're the fucker that wrote on my door, get the fuck out. So, and... uh, He's very unmistakable. Um, I'm not gonna go into descriptions and shit, but... I know what he looks like. And, uh, he won't be able to trick me. Because his face was lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. So, (laughs) And then, um... Yeah, the same, same fucking day actually. <laughs> this crazy homeless tweaker-looking lady um, walks into the sh- uh, walks into the shop, and you know I, I greet her like normal. she's like, hey, how you doing? Uh, she walks up, doesn't reply to my greeting. First thing she asks me is, "Do you have an apple?" Or anything laying around that I can eat. And I looked at her kind of weird. And I was like, I do not have an apple. Or anything else that I can give you to eat. And she started making these weird faces. Um, I'm sure a lot of you can imagine... (laughs) Imagine a tweaker doing some weird faces and shit. And that is, uh, you know, looking around. Being all super shifty-eyed. And then she started randomly... Just babbling about shit. And then um, she men- mentioned something about her husband, who happens to be <laughs> Marshall Mathers. And if you don't know, Marshall Mathers is Eminem. So I was like, huh, okay. And just listening to her talk. And then she says something about a dream and how she needs to find bruce lee because he she talked to his son brandon i was kind of standing there kind of just like in shock like uh, uh, does this lady even know where she is or you know does she realize that she's awake or does she think she's dreaming or you know anything like that and while she's talking i politely you know just kind of nodding my head and then a, uh, a second customer walks in, just looks in, kind of <laughs> gives me that face of nope. And then just turns around and walks back out. So I turn I turn to this crazy homeless lady and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, but you got to leave. And, you know, it seemed like she kind of understood. And then she said, hold on, I got to give you something. Um, kind of fishes around in her pockets and stuff and pulls out. A fucking cat flea collar and i'm not making this shit up and she's saying that she wants to give it to me and um you know she puts it onto the counter and starts sliding it towards me and i'm moving and i'm like uh no it's okay um no, that's yours i don't need it and she takes a step back and throws it at me and then at this point i'm like okay well you really gotta leave now um thanks and she just storms out and that was it but it was kind of like what fucking else can happen in a day you know i get (laughs) i get graffiti on my door and then i get a fucking crazy cat lady um throwing shit at me so it was eventful but no harm no foul right so yeah that i don't know i guess that kind of sounded like a stand-up bit i mean to me at least kinda of drawn out story, uh painting a picture for you. Um I don't know. I've always kind of wanted to, you know, try stand up and shit and thought I would always be fun, but I kinda of feel like I would experience some kind of stage fright and start stumbling all over my words and just end up making myself look like a jackass, I guess. Uh kind of lose place of, you know, what joke I was doing and where I was at. Um, uh, and, you know, it's it's probably super tough. I've never even done an open mic stand-up. Uh, I've always kind of, you know, I've dreamt about it, but I don't think I will ever have the balls to actually get up there and do it. It's a totally different monster than, you know, playing a show. Because I'm hidden. I'm in the back. I'm sitting behind my kit. I'm the last person uh, anyone sees when they walk up to a stage or walk in the door from being outside, you know being like doing your own stand-up set you're right there in front um you know it's and then the heckling i don't know if i'd be able to fucking think of you know super woody shit on the fly (laughs) like right away and i'd probably end up walking off feeling defeated and then 20 minutes later like man you know what i should have said should have said this you know everyone kind of everyone experiences those moments too and then, uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, fucking heckling the other day, I was, um, I was watching a, uh, I was watching a TV show and then I was reminded of, um, what the fuck's his name? Michael, uh, Michael Richards. That <laughs> the dude who infamously played Kramer, um, on Seinfeld and then infamously, destroyed his own, his own career by, uh, saying some choice words at some, uh, choice people, um, you know, and like, it was on the, he was talking on the subject of like when it happened and stuff. And, you know, he was, he he does feel bad and everything like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not excusing his actions or anything. Um, you know, but you know, everyone has those days where you're just kind of you're right there like about to boil over and someone does one more thing that just you know makes you fucking explode and i feel like that's what kind of happened but also being a professional in that type of profession i kind of feel like you you know you learn and you should know how to i guess handle a situation um <laughs> and then like You know, it's, and then when I was watching this, it also got me thinking about, like, the topic of how, you know, again, I'm not excusing fucking Kramer's actions and yelling out, (laughs) yelling out those words, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a laughing matter, but you can't help laugh about it now when you think about it, mainly because South Park made fun of it, and, you know, that kind of, every time I see his face, (laughs) That's all I can think of is a South Park episode and I'm sure everyone knows what South Park episode I'm talking about because it was, (laughs) it was completely about that whole situation. Uh, thinking about how like, like recently, you know, like people have been kind of like, like on a witch hunt really about, you know, especially like, like older, um, like older artists and, you know, uh, who was like that? The last one I remember was, uh, uh, what the hell was her name? Kate Smith. Um, you know, the Yankees like pulled her version of, like, God Bless America, uh, you know, because she was, um, apparently had two songs that were considered racist and everything. But you also got to think, like, you know, she was born in 1907, you know, she grew up, um, during an era word, (laughs) you know, it was a normal everyday word really to, you know, to call black people an African-American, you know, and then, you know, like she was born in what 19, yeah, 1907, you know, that's a hundred and two years ago. (laughs) And then like, I remember, uh, I came across, I think it was like a, a fucking Buzzfeed article where they were trying to get people to kind of rally with each other to be against H.P. Lovecraft. And to me, that's, that's even, that's even more ridiculous. Like going after Lovecraft. Cause that dude was born, uh, before the 1900s, I think. Yeah. And he, and then he died before the end of segregation And that whole idea to the States, you know, like, was even like a little glimmer of an idea. So, you know, and then it's just like people going after him. And like, (laughs) if you don't know the name of uh, HP Lovecat, or (laughs) HP Lovecat, HP Lovecraft's uh, cat, you should definitely um, search it. You might get a laugh, you might get offended. So, um, take this as your trigger warning. Search it if you dare. Um, you know, he was dead before, like, the Civil Rights Acts and, you know, before the end of Jim Crow laws. So, it's like attacking someone who's dead is kind of counterintuitive. Like, you know, if 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 someone is being racist in the now, that's when you should attack them. But it's like these people who are attacking, you know, like my, my example is Lovecraft and kate smith but if you confront them about anything you know about some comments they made they get triggered and it's kind of like well it's not fair that you're um you know attacking this person who's dead and he actually contributed something to the society you know like especially lovecraft man like i most of the metal fans that i've ever talk to our fans of uh hv lovecraft's work most famous monster cthulhu you know um you no know, i'm probably rambling on way too fucking long right now <laughs> uh you know i've been working like 80 hours a week and um <laughs> i can say it's being alone that much has been making me reflect and i guess i'm becoming a little bit more cynical than i was uh kind of i've been looking at life kind of through uh different different eyes i guess um anyway uh speaking of love uh, lovecraft uh this band actually um is gonna keep sharing music just stop me if i'm i guess i have to stop myself i'm here by myself uh i mean i i was gonna have a a guest on couldn't make it completely forgot it was sunday so you know that's Understandable. This last week actually did go by um extremely fast, so. Um so this next band, Solus, uh they are actually from Sundsvall, Sweden. Uh they're a one man project, and they to have that in, like symphonic metal um kinda have like a flesh god and uh, septic flesh uh vibe to them I, I really dig them um the song i'm playing is called the silver key uh so let's go ahead and check this one out So again, that was, uh, Solace, Solace, um, from Sweden with the song Silver Key. Uh, it's actually, uh, this is a one man project, um, that I mentioned that already. I'm, I'm fucking tired. Uh, that's probably why I'm also rambling a lot, but, uh, you know what? I'm going to fucking get through this one. So, uh, you know, I was doing a little like background reading on, uh, this, this artist and, uh. He's heavily inspired by Lovecraft, um, and Warhammer 40,000, which is, uh, a, a tabletop miniature war game, um, of future humans, aliens, uh, supernatural monsters, and, you know, all that kind of, uh, futuristic type of shit, um, you know, it seems pretty cool, um, I'd get into it if I had more time, uh, playing that game, but, you know, it's it's very I don't have a lot of free time I do this on my free time I play video games and hang out with my family uh you know I used to play a lot of like Ma- uh, Magic the Gathering and even I uh, played D&D uh, <laughs> way back when um you know back to the Lovecraft thing though um that song The Silver Key is actually a it's a pretty interesting story um kind of makes me feel like you know all of us can kind of like relate with it in a way uh like it it revolves around uh if you're if you're familiar with any lovecraft um it revolves around uh randolph carter um it's part of the whole dream lens and uh dream cycle events that he kind of uh goes about and a lot of people think um you know it's it's kind of like a, a reflection of himself um because of you know how the character is written and everything but um that song uh it and the story uh you know he he kind of he kind of goes into it you know saying or and feeling kind of like he's losing his key to dream because of age and you know all the daily things in real life and you know kind of adjusting to i guess uh being older compared to you know when he was you know a child and able to dream and have these crazy weird uh, you know dreams in other places and stuff and uh, you know it gets it gets weird because uh, of lovecraft and you know he Randolph Carter end up gets uh, being he's being visited and he ends up having a dream you know a pretty wild dream and his dead uh, grandfather tells him about a silver key uh, in an attic um, at his childhood home. So, you know, he goes and gets it and he ends up, uh, wandering into a cave where he used to play as a kid. And the key enables him to, you know, be, be 10 years old again and kind of, uh, relive those insane dreams and crazy stuff. Um, you know, like if you haven't checked it out or haven't really dove much into any Lovecraftian, you know, type, uh, like stories and stuff. I definitely recommend it, you know, if if you're into like the whole fantasy and like sci-fi type stuff, I guess, in a way. Um you know, it's it's been a huge staple, I guess, of the metal community as well. You know, kind of having kind of having those imageries kind of uh helped a lot of us um, you know, create all the stuff that we did and, you know, not just lyrically but uh there tends to be a certain sound to um you know that feel of of literature you know it it kind of like puts you on this journey that's uh you know like crazy and you know i guess otherworldly would be the correct term and uh, at the same time completely you know horrifying and scary and you know, he kind of. Kind of like death metal. That's how I kind of feel about it, at least. So, um. Back to some local type shit. So, uh. TKV, uh. They had a show, uh. Was that, I think, Friday? Friday night? Yeah, uh. The, the kickoff show with. the uh, Cup Birth and Anonymous. Um, they left for tour. The van broke down, but I guess they, uh. They did figure uh, a way to get back onto that tour. Um, you know, they all kind of felt like the like all hope was lost, and you know they they gave up. But uh, I guess they figured it out, and that's very fucking rad. And, you know, to be able to keep trucking on. So, you know, if uh, if they're if you're listening to this out of state, um, and they're coming close to your area, go out there and support them. Um, you know, buy their merch um, at the table. Go talk to them. Gabe and Casey are really rad dudes. Um, you can uh, find their merch at Bandcamp as well. So, you know, anything helps, especially when, you know, a fucked up van. I'm not sure how, uh, if they fixed it or, um, you know, they rent it or something like that. You know, but it's not going to be cheap either way. So, you know, go out, support them. Uh, go have fun uh, and then uh, a couple other local shows going on let's see August 2nd uh, this one is for uh, Ludwig and Ivan uh, this show is with Serpentera, which is their band uh, Warfront, Aetherios uh, Aetherios is actually a band I played a few episodes back definitely dig those dudes um, you know, super techie and shit too and then uh, Sever All, which is their first show. So I'll go give them a, a huge welcome into the sack metal scene and show them how we do. So that show is uh, <laughs> at on the Y. It's only 10 bucks, and it's at 8 and it's on August 2nd, which I think is not a weekend. Let me, just let me double check that's on a fucking friday even better so end your end your work week right and just go out and party and go say what's up for me and if you do hear this and end up going out tell the dudes in serpentaria i said what's up and i'm super uh super stoked for them to be playing shows and i hope that we can play a show soon and then uh so this is gonna go kind of a a different route but uh this is a shout out to Brian of the Bitters. Um, they have a show coming up um, on August eighth with <laughs> this name is awesome. Shaolin Hunks. That that name just made me made me chuckle earlier, but you know I don't know. It's it's a good play on words. Um, but yeah, Shaolin Hunks, the Bitters, War Gardens, and your friends. And it's going to be at the Press Club at 8 p.m so get there party uh enjoy some uh they're, they're actually like punk and stuff so they're pretty awesome and then um actually right now i'm gonna play a little clip of uh the bitters uh it's a song called uh, mars attacks um so you know this is definitely not metal uh it's it's i don't know i, I feel like it's like skate punky you know kind of like reminiscent of like uh like early no effects and all that kind of good fun shit so uh hopefully you enjoy this one it's gonna be a short clip like all punk songs they're all short check it out told you it was going to be short Um, that's just an ending to their song Uh, i couldn't think of uh, a good part to cut in so i just use the ending or we or you would have heard the whole thing which i'm sure a lot of you also wouldn't mind i've been actually thinking about doing that as well um you know if if you're listening and you do want to hear like an entire song or um you know kind of stuff like that let me know. Uh, it, it kind of sounds like a good idea. It can be a good idea if executed. Um, like I said, this one right now, I'm kind of, um, experimenting, uh, like what I'm doing differently right now actually is, uh, so I have my laptop, uh, hooked up. Uh, <laughs> it's being, the audio is being fed into my interface and then, uh, being recorded. So it's kind of, ghetto standard way i guess to pull clips um i used to just uh, go in and i guess kind of do like a post-production and cut in the music and stuff that i'm going to be doing uh and this way kind of seems a little bit more logical uh, i can you know press play right away and kind of cycle through what i am playing i do have everything kind of uh clipped up and you know where it's starting where it's ending um but if you do want to hear a full song uh, just send me a message or comment, or you know, kind of do the normal shit you would tell anyone to do on, I guess, a YouTube channel or a video. <laughs> so, um, I don't know why, but kind of just feel like laughing right now. I guess it's, I guess it's the punk, like the punk music, right? So, like, I just remember also, like being young and uh before i actually got into a lot of metal i was i was i was really into punk um you know i used to spend my days doing hood shit doing hood rat shit with my friends and you know (laughs) being young skating uh drinking smoking weed in like fucking middle school um you know even like in part of high school, I was still listening to punk and shit, too. It's the fast-paced shit, and that's that's why I lashed on to death metal so quickly as well. Because it's fast, and it's in-your-face type shit. But, uh, you know, like, back then, I was listening to bands like... Let's see, like, fucking Red Tape, or ADD, and Misfits. Uh, even, like, old shit like Subhumans, Dead Milkmen, 7 Seconds, uh, GBH, you know, Charge GBH. Um, you know, and it, it kind of, like it kind of like just started taking off from there. Uh, you know, I did, I was introduced, uh, to metal at a younger age too. You know, my dad, uh, actually grew up in the whole Bay Area, uh, thrash explosion. So, you know, it kind of like ran in my veins that, um, I would be into this music and, you know, it's only, it's not only just like the music I love, but it's also the music I, like I grew up with, you know, and then, um, you know, from like punk and shit and, and the metal, you know, of course, you know, everyone from a lot of, I want to say everyone, cause a lot of people hate it equally, but you know, a lot of people, uh, that I was friends with, we were super into new metal, <laughs> you know, like I was talking about it last episode, you know, and I failed to fucking mention Limp, uh, Limp Biscuit. Uh, they were like one of my favorite new metal bands of all time. And I'm not ashamed to say it, <laughs> and I I still fucking listen to them. My fucking chocolate starfish, you know that that album is fucking fire, <laughs> all the way through. Even the early shit, like fucking uh, what is it, three dollar bill, yeah. yeah, fucking just filled with classics. You know that that fucking song um, that he does with. Uh, uh, fucking Method Man, you know, Limp Biscuit and Method Man, like, how iconic is that shit? And then, uh, on Hot Dog Flavored Water, they had that, that Roland remix, I think it was called, like, the Urban Assault <laughs> remix, or whatever, and it had fucking, it had Method Man, it had DMX, you know, a couple, a couple other people, and that shit, that shit fucking, that shit went hard when I was young, you know, and then all the cussing on it and shit too, and I fucking love that shit. But, um, you know, from there and then punk and, you know, whatever, um, I guess it kind of just like, it, it grew to me like wanting to hear something heavier something faster. And, you know, like again, you know, from a really young age, I was, I was listening to shit like Sabbath and Maiden and like Metallica and fucking Slayer. And, you know, with my dad and growing up in the Bay area during like the whole thrash explosion, like that whole wave. He also knew uh, the dudes from Possessed, so you know, like I I learned of that shit at a super young age and hearing stories and all that kind of stuff. But then I think it was like in like seventh or seventh or eighth grade, something like that. Um, I was shown uh, Old Man's Child, and that completely just you know shot me off. Into the fucking stratosphere, just you know. I just I was just like, holy fuck, you know. I didn't I didn't know this shit existed. And then, uh, and actually, um, that uh, the person who showed me Old Man's Child is uh, Greg Chastain. So, uh, if if you've been in the local music scene, I'm sure you know who Greg Chastain is. Uh, he was the drummer for uh, Malevolent for a long time um and then you know he started doing uh bispora you know i think that was his last project i'm not sure if he's doing anything currently um i hope he is because he is a fucking badass drummer and um you know i do hope that bispora kind of uh keeps trucking on as well you know like you know to kind of you know get real for a second and kind of sad vespora you know, ended when uh josh passed away and you know it was it was a real heartbreak and stuff and that was you know that band was josh's passion and his entire vision you know musically and spiritually you know and i i still listen you know to to their material you know it was fucking great you know josh not only being a very talented guitar player and vocalist but he also had a very talented singing voice and you know he i had tremendous respect for him because he was also an insanely nice guy that you know, he i didn't feel like he hadn't you know a bad bone in his body and he was just a really cool cool guy so you know shout out again to uh josh and you know greg i hope you guys keep that legacy going because biswara was one of sacramento's uh hidden gems you know of of metal bands you know i hope to see you guys uh killing it here in the future so you know i I was talking about like the whole um old man's child uh you know how that kind of just launched me and into the fucking like into space just uh you know with their sound and you know <laughs> i had to ask greg like dude show me fucking more of this shit like i don't know where i've been but i need more of this and then you know he he showed me bands like uh like dim you and cradle of filth like early cradle of filth when they were good um i'm not saying that they're not good now but i just prefer uh, shit i sound like a fucking hipster but (laughs) i i prefer uh the older cradle of filth you know they had that more kind of uh raw sound i mean yeah it was orchestral and symphonic and shit that's the sound that they had but um they also had this this type of grit to them i mean you know they had a song called gilded cunt um which i thought was like the funniest shit when i was a kid and uh This next band is actually, like... It kind of reminds me of, uh... I mean, this track actually... I guess kind of does. But, um... You know, it kind of reminds me of... When I first heard it, it kind of gave me that feeling... Um... That I was listening to, uh... You know, Old Man's Child and dimu and Cradle and all that shit. But the biggest difference is they kind of have more of a modern, uh... I don't know like how to describe it. Um they they, they kind of sound like uh, the band Ancients if you've ever heard of them. They're actually from Canada. Um Ancients is from Canada and then uh like early Mastodon like like uh fucking Crack the Sky era. Um Mastodon uh they kind of have that uh rock prog uh, metal feel still and it, it's it's super different but you know i i use i am really into it uh ancients uh heart of oak is actually one of my favorite albums of all time um in that not only in that genre but you know seriously of all time that album is fucking perfect all the way through and if you haven't heard of ancients definitely go check them out um again they are from canada you can find shit you know everywhere on youtube uh especially um no yeah this next band kind of reminds me of uh them in a way and then you know some like early black metal type shit well symphonic black metal that i heard uh you know way back when when i was a kid uh this band that was called uh, clay shaper um they they were another band from sweden and also another one man project by a uh being who goes by the name of clay shaper you know same as the band and uh <laughs> when i was reading it it literally says "is it's created in the shapers workshop which i think like is extremely perfect and fitting for this band i mean you'll hear it but it, it's it's definitely sick um so yeah hope you enjoy this one Clay Shaper uh, with the Pale Queen. Um, that's actually off uh, their album called The Demon Tapes. Uh, again, they are from Sweden. Uh, they kind of have uh, that early uh, Mastodon, Ancients feel. Uh, and a little bit more black metal influence and uh, kind of like a melodic death metal influence also. Um, you know, I, I just kind of, uh, kind of feel to like... I guess why I also kind of really like this band and start digging into, uh, I think he has like two releases. Um, you can find him on uh dot one word clay dot Um, I'm drawn to it because it's like, you know, you don't know who this dude is and you know, he doesn't even put his real name out there. Um, you know, I don't know what the fuck he's, he looks like. And you know, I'm, I'm all I guess kinda for that that kind of uh like mysterious artist type hidden identity type shit. Um kinda like in the very uh beginning of uh Batushka, um before before all that drama and shit began, you know, and you know, who owns what and shit. And then uh being younger, um Guar, everyone knows who fucking Guar is. Uh no one knew you know, their real names and stuff, and what they actually look like, um, you know, it was, you know, till, I guess, you know, David Brocky and, uh, Corey Smoot passed away, that's kind of when their identities kind of surfaced, and everyone was, uh, you know, paying their respects, not to just the characters, but to the artist himself, and, uh, you know, kind of, I guess the same goes for um, uh, the band Ghost. They, they stayed hidden for a long time. And again, that was another band that had, you know, a bunch of drama and who owned what. And, you know, that's when all their identities, <laughs> all their faces, you know, kind of appeared behind the mask and everything. And Slipknot, if you think of masked uh, musicians, even, I mean, now everyone knows what they look like. They've done plenty of interviews. I remember being younger listening to Slipknot and just seeing their mask and shit, and I was totally drawn to it, like, you know, you don't know who these dudes are, uh, you don't know their names, you know, Slipknot went by fucking numbers, like, you know, that, that was that was a really cool idea, I mean, I think so at least, uh, it kind of adds to um, an appeal to some people, uh, like me, those fucking, just random ass fucking people. I guess we're all random people, but... Some people are known more than others. Some people don't want to be known. That's kind of how it goes. Um, And it's like... It's like nowadays, you know, I mentioned all those bands and... Not being able to... Keep their identity... Identity hidden and shit, and it's like... Like now with like... You know, someone... Somewhere we'll find who you are if you're trying to keep hidden. And especially now in like technology and like voice recognition, uh, facial recognition app, you know, the one that everyone was doing uh, a couple weeks ago, making yourself look old, making your uh, kids look freaky with big ass teeth and <laughs> glasses and adult hair. And um, you know, apparently they own our fucking pictures now and they can use them for whatever they want. You know, you can thank uh, the FBI and NSA for that. Uh, If I get tagged, (laughs) I get tagged by them because of this. So be it. My name is uh, Steven Reschert. I am from the Sacramento area. So um, you can stop trying so hard to find me. Uh, My address is readily available. My phone number. I'm not going to say my phone number, but I'm sure you can find my phone number if you look hard enough. So, I'm just saying hi to the NSA and FBI now for that. <laughs> um, I don't know, why am I bringing this up? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think earlier, it was earlier this week, um, I started, there was a documentary on Netflix called The Great Hack about um, the whole Cambridge Analytica thing, uh, if you remember, this, uh, I think Exploded last year. I think it was 2018 when uh, Facebook got put under fire for putting. I think it was like 50 million people's informations uh, information. Kind of. Um, it was kind of like scalped, I guess, by uh, Cambridge Analytica, and Facebook knew about this, and uh, they failed to tell anyone, and they didn't tell anyone for like two years, and you know it was kind of. The freaky thing about it is, uh, you know, this documentary kind of went into the uh, exp- explanation of how, um, you know, they they looked at your profile, they kind of looked through your background, and then uh, it also started um, targeting, like targeting you with ads and all that kind of shit, and you know, like we. We've all seen the memes about it where you like like you think about something and you don't even like say it out loud or even like search for it or anything and then a few hours or the next day you see an ad specifically to what you were just thinking and uh, you know there's like a science behind that uh, behind it and it's it's targeted advertisement and your online search habits and like you know how likely you are to you know, be influenced by other things and you know, X uh the movie X Machina. It actually kind of we touched base on it a little bit. Um, about like uh like your searching habits and shit and like the line about it was uh when I can't remember their names, but the creator of I think it was called was it called Blue Book? Not Blue Book. Um Shit, I can't even fucking think now. But uh, the creator of the company that the movie's kind of loosely based around, um, pick this guy because of uh, like all of his search habits, and then he kind of mentions like if he wants, to, <laughs> if he wants to have, if he wants to fuck the AI that he created, and uh, you know, and purposely made it attracted to him, and you know the. The other guy, you know, asked if he um, found his porn search data, and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of like what I kind of think is is just kind of funny. But you know, we're all subjected to targeted advertisements, and you know, even though we think that we're thinking all these things, all these all these things in our heads, it's it's bound to be fucking out there because of our different search habits and shit you know like you search for pizza maybe like once every two weeks or once every three weeks and then three weeks go by you know you don't you think about pizza subconsciously maybe and then all of a sudden you know there's an ad for pizza and making you want to fucking cave and buy it so (laughs) it's just kind of freaky ass shit um it freaks me out, at least. Like, I don't know. You know, it's kind of like... I don't know. It just feels like it's invading your privacy in a way. But at the same time, it's like, are they really? Or... I mean, the scalping shit, yeah. You know, that's totally... I feel like a violation of human rights. Um, or a violation of what a company can and can't do and selling off all your information and shit. Um, you know, like a whole data breach, really. Uh, if you haven't seen that documentary, go watch it. And it's it fucking blew my mind at least. Um, so there's some, uh, shit. I don't really dive into much. It's actually like kind of folky and symphonic, uh, stuff like Nightwish and, uh, Camelot and, and Sifiram. um, I don't really, you know, I don't get into those bands too much. I mean I guess the closest I usually get is like Nay and Black Count Initiate and Winter Sun, but that's like barely, I guess. Barely in the same realm of uh like Nightwish and you know, they kinda have more of a a death metal edge to them. But um this van uh caught my ear and kinda kept me hooked or hooked for for the whole song. So, you know, I dug it and said fuck it, why not add it on to this one. This was another submission of uh someone from Reddit. Um so, you know, this is for like the fans that, you know, the bands that I mentioned above like and Insufferum and um Nightwish and all that shit. But uh this band they're called uh, Mordian. Uh the song's called Ninth Live. Um Right, ninth life. Ninth life. Uh, this was like a oh ninth life. Yeah, they're from uh, Chicago, Illinois. They um, kind of have like a classic, like classical, baroque, gothy uh, pianos and shit. And I think it's pretty cool. I mean, the uh, the clean singing I can only take so much of, honestly. Um, so, uh, this song is off an album called Romance in Disguise, uh, I did a whole section about Disguise, you know, how about that segue? It was like the longest segue ever to get to where we are now, but here we are. Check it out, Mordian, Ninth Life. and Ninth life um from the album uh romance in disguise that album was released on may 31st again uh from chicago uh has a very classical uh baroque gothy uh influence especially those uh pianos and composition of the music and the vocalist is just fucking killer um she is insane and has uh extremely uh really good range um you can find them at uh mordian.bandcamp i was actually gonna stop it earlier but um i couldn't stop it fucking that that solo is just tasty as fuck um you know who doesn't love a good solo like that and then it leads into like a soft part and then kind of like a i guess like a little interlude and um i feel like cutting it short anywhere between that would have just kind of felt weird but, uh, yeah, I actually I dug it. Um, I think they have a few tracks on Bandcamp. I think they might have... Uh, uh, looks like an EP. Um, like four tracks. Five tracks. I don't know why I keep burping today, but this is the most I've ever burped uh, doing, <laughs> doing an episode. So, excuse me. Um, uh, and I feel like I've kind of talked my ass off on this one Uh, I did you know again I mentioned a couple times took a different format I wasn't fully comfortable until maybe halfway through you might pick up on it if uh, you've been kind of listening to the other ones Um, but this way is kind of fun I keep fucking myself up Uh, you know like I said I have my laptop plugged in and then um, (laughs) audio out into my interface uh, I keep fucking myself up by, uh, every time I reach down and grab my mouse from my PC, I'm trying to move the cursor on my laptop and vice versa. And I'll look up at my PC screen and touch my mouse pad and nothing's happening. And I'm, it takes me a good couple seconds to realize what the fuck is going on. Um, so, you know, I'm going to cut this one here pretty soon. Um, Again I just want to say you know thank you thank you to the people uh who have been um, you know hitting me up asking about these episodes and uh you know to all the bands and different artists who have been reaching out and wanting to be uh on this stupid little podcast I appreciate you guys um, you know giving me your music uh, and letting me you know share it with and, you know 20 people <laughs> um, I don't know how many people actually listen um, I could be joking I very well could not be joking it could be it could be less and I don't give a shit, because you guys you know all, all 10 of you yes, um, <laughs> has motivated me to keep doing this you know, even though I am tired as fuck, I didn't go to bed till super late last night. Woke up early, uh, worked all day, and here I am uh, doing this. But thank you, you guys are the influence on into the tunnels and uh, for me to stop being lazy when I get home. And I look forward to doing these, and it's fun. And you know, you know, I don't, I don't ask for anything. Like the only thing I ask for is copying this dumb old link and, uh, sharing it on your Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're more, um, likely to, uh, talk to people and share with people. Um, you know, kind of miss like those old school ways where everything was kind of a uh, word of mouth, you know, just kind of like, Hey, have you heard this guy? You should check them out. They're pretty sick. You know, it's, it's definitely, you know, I miss it, but at the same time, it's also really cool that, you know, I could find music from fucking Sweden, um, you know, just from a click. You know, a couple bands I shared uh, today are, are from Sweden, you know, and back then, uh, you couldn't do that. And it was really up to like either major record labels or, you know, like someone really hip <laughs> to the music, you know, bringing their shit back to the US to sell in their record store. And, you know, like we live in a awesome awesome time for music and at the same time kind of a scary time for music because you know the the problem of piracy is still there and streaming services also can help and can also kill a band at the same time uh, it's it's kind of like a very fine line uh, i've talked to it's one person in particular that talks about it all the time i'm gonna leave his name out of this and for the most part, I do agree with a lot of the shit that he says. Um, you know, people are so stoked when bands are releasing new shit, but they don't go out and buy it. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of that sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm really... I get stoked for a band to release a new album, but I end up streaming it because it's... It's at the expense of conveniency, really. That's what it comes down to. You know, instead of... Uh, Instead of driving 10 minutes down the road and standing in line for another two minutes or picking through a fucking, uh, picking through like a shelf, you know, looking for a band. they make it easier because they fucking, they, they put everything in alphabetical order. Um, and I rather sometimes take 30 seconds for me to just, uh, search it on a search engine and find the stream. And, like, pull it up like that, you know? Like, all of us are guilty of it. Um, You know, yeah, I still do buy music and shit. And I still do... I I buy a lot of fucking band merch and shit. I'm addicted to that. You know, my fucking... My closet is packed full of fucking clothes. And, like, half of them I don't even fucking wear anymore. Because we all have that favorite, like, three or four shirts that we just have on a weekly rotation... But no, what I'm getting to is like, you know, I, I share these bands links and I don't ask them for anything. Um, you know, yeah, I ask for just uh, to share my, share my link and maybe, you know, it's kind of win-win for, for everyone, you know, share my shit, you'll get heard. You know, I share all your shit, you get heard. And it's kind of, uh, it's easy, I guess, you know, it's, it's all easy. Again, the conveniency of, uh, of having everything right at, the click of a fucking mouse or a tap on a screen, you know. And you know, like, like I do this. I do this for fun, you know. I'm not trying to gain anything out of it, you know. I know it'd probably be next to impossible to earn money from this, and you know, it, it's it helps me kind of let my thoughts out after uh, a long day at work, you know, because the majority of the time I am. i am by myself talking to myself and i come up with weird ideas this is probably like the biggest showcase of like my thought processes on everything and you know it's it's stressful i guess to be alone that much but at the same time it's it's kind of nice but uh you know it's nothing better than human interaction which all of us can use you know it's it's good for your soul um but, you know, I, I hope you guys all enjoyed this one. This is twice as long as uh, as any of the other ones that I've released. I'm going on an hour. And if you're still listening, thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. Um, and you know, before I bounce out of here uh so this next song is actually pretty sick um i know a lot of you guys are going to dig this one uh this is actually um from a man who's pretty well known here in the sacramento area uh he's the mastermind behind capital chaos and you know he's a legend here in the sacramento music scene now fucking uh zoran sent me uh, a couple tracks of his band binger um the one i picked is actually i picked it because uh for one the name of it's funny um but i i just remember um for years and years and years just uh just watching tons of you know capital chaos interviews and you know like i, I was watching interviews of like terrence hobbs of uh like suffocation and uh ben Falgaust of goat horror even like tim tim Lumbesis of uh Lambesis. i don't know how you pronounce it but of uh as they lay dying you know the hitman husband or we hired tried to hire a hitman but it was a cop that guy <laughs> and then uh also watched uh tons of uh the live videos that he posted you know there's a fuck ton of bands on like his live live videos that he has filmed and you know it's cool going through the like his little um his library on on facebook and you know scrolling deep and far back you know like to the very beginnings of it um i i think it was capital capital chaos when i was younger but uh i remember one night just flipping through the channels and and i landed on like a like local access show of uh I can't even remember what band it was. Um, but I, I think it was kind of a chaos. They had like a co- uh, local cable access um, live uh, feed of a show that they were doing. Um, if it wasn't them, then I'm sorry. as our own, But, you know, that was a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> and then um, and I was really grateful because uh, when we played our comeback show, Uh, Extra Pace Comeback Show, he uh, came up to me and asked uh, if he could film my drumming, which fucking, you know, that shit psyched me out, kind of made me nervous, well, kind of, made me a hell of a lot nervous, a lot more nervous, uh, because, you know, it was our first show back, Uh, I've never truly been filmed, and then, um, you know, knowing kind of the broad reach of audience and numbers that, you know, people flocked to his uh videos and shit you know. i was like fuck dude you can't fuck up now but you now i'm extremely grateful that he did that for me um there are two videos of me uh on i think one's on youtube one's on facebook so i mean if you are interested go check those out but again um binger uh Zaran's band, um they kind of have like a a punk punky acdc type feel uh, i picked this song because um <laughs> the name of it which really caught me off guard when i opened it so uh the name of the song is called uh mabuhay which is uh it's a filipino greeting and um you know if you know me i'm half filipino uh and it really just it just kind of means um like cheers or you know i mean it, it translates to uh, like long live and you know so it's kind of like in kind of like it's, it's a greeting that you say to people when you see them now it's i guess very similar to uh aloha you know hawaiians and everything but um yeah, it's kind of along those lines but so again huge shout out to uh zaran and capital chaos and um everyone listening to this show i uh, hope to see you all soon and thanks for listening to into the tunnels maraming salamat mabuhay